This episode of Voices in Japan is sponsored by Barefoot Bar in Sapporo. Barefoot Bar has craft beer and a tapas style menu and also a burger menu. 12 different types of craft beer, both bottle and on tap, and also local Sapporo beer on tap. Should also mention that all those craft beers are local Japan made craft beers. They also have free drink plans available, student discounts on Thursdays. They're open seven days a week, 4 p.m. till late Monday to Friday, 12 p.m. till late Saturday and Sunday. And of course, they have whiskeys, basic cocktails, and spirits available. They're located on the sixth block of Tanuki Koji, which is the covered arcade shopping center in downtown Sapporo. And if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you've probably heard Ben and I mention Barefoot Bar before because simply it's one of our favorite bars in Sapporo. And now we're very happy to have them as a sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> On this episode of Voices in Japan, Ben and I are joined by Japanese comedian Meshida to learn all about the sex industry and sex establishments in Japan because, well, Ben and I are both a little naive about those businesses. We learn a lot about Meshida's background and how he got started in comedy in the UK. Also about his YouTube channel, which is all in English and super funny, and he makes a lot of videos about the sex industry in Japan. Then he gives us a breakdown with detailed explanations about the different levels of nightlife entertainment. We discuss how those establishments are part of the business culture here in the country, and even touch on some serious topics like the unfortunate reasons why some women may find themselves working as sex workers in Japan. All right, on with the show. 1, When I teach English at schools, and I always introduce myself to elementary kids. So, hello,、yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my name is Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. I say, please call me Ben, and I always get a, a bit of a laugh. <laughs> yes,、yeah. we love Ben. <laughs> you know, Japanese kids, they need to have you know, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, of course, you know the kanji. We have now one kanji book, is, one kanji lesson book is very popular.、Uh, we call it like a poo. Let's, let's, let's enjoy kanji with poo. Yeah. Yeah, I needed that when I was a kid, you know. <laughs> I had a unko dori, you know. I, I, maybe I'm good at kanji now, yeah. <laughs> what, what, is, what is it? What is, why are kids in Japan fascinated with shit or poo? I think not only Japan, kids like dick, poo,、uh, especially boys. Where, where from? Anyway. I'm, from, I'm from England for my family. British、uh, people have dick and you know,、yeah. <laughs> everything. Genital. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'm, I'm surprised at how many Japanese people do like shit. Like they're always drawing pictures of、uh, poo all the time, like on their textbooks and stuff. And you're right, like kids in England always drawing dicks on their textbooks.、Uh, I'm already 31, but I still really love, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are both. Living in Sapporo? Yeah, yeah. Ah, what, why did you guys start a podcast?、Uh, well, I mean, I guess I'll answer. I, I wanted to start one for a really long time. And so I was trying to ask a lot of different people all the time, bringing it up. We were out drinking. And then uh, uh, for a lot of different reasons, I actually did a radio program originally here in Sapporo、oh, really? for a little while. Yeah. And,、uh, but it was kind of limited and I wanted to be able to talk about a lot of different stuff. But yeah, I was. 
talking about it to, to people all the time. And then uh, finally, Ben was the only one who actually came through and said he wanted to do it and he got ready and stuff. So that was about two years ago, I guess. Uh, year and a half. Ago. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Yeah, about a year and a half. If yeah. you guys have been uh, continuing uh, like, uh, recording podcasts, two years? Wow. A, a year and a half. Uh, a year every and week half. we, we uh, release one episode. So yeah, we're on every about week. every week. We're on about, I think, near nearly 80 episodes 80 that we've released. Episodes. Nearly, wow. yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So how, how about you, Michelle? You, I've, I've watched some of your videos and oh, your you. your stand-up, and you used to you quit your job to become a stand-up comedian. Yeah, I made a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> how long? How long have you been doing it? How long have you been a stand-up comedian? Uh, so five. Four or five years, almost four, five years ago, I quit my job. Yeah, but of course, uh, while I was working, I tried to do comedy in Tokyo, in English comedy in Tokyo. So, but five years ago, I quit my job, went to the UK. Then uh, I was become more serious. Right? Yeah. What made you decide to become a stand-up comedian? Because I know, like in Japan, comedy in Japan is very different. Like it's usually what a pair combo and they do like uh, some kind of skit on tv so that's kind of like the traditional japanese style comedian but they don't really have stand-up mm. comedians like the western styles mm. whereas you do western style stand-up uh first of all of course i really like, like make people laugh since when i was a kid of course when i was a college student i grew up in japan i love japanese comedy so I really wanted to be a Japanese comedian or a comedy writer when I was a college student because my major was literature. And so, but I started studying English, speaking English, and then my British teacher recommended me to watch comedy to study English. So I started watching uh, some British comedy or stand-up. Then I really loved humor, especially like a dark humor offensive humor, <laughs> British humor. Sometimes I can't understand, but uh, I really love it. Uh, satire joke. And when I, can you speak Japanese? Our second language? A little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then when you speak Japanese, maybe you think you're a different character. So at that time, I couldn't, when I was a college student, I couldn't speak English, but so gradually I can speak English and then I really enjoy speaking English because I don't care about Kego <laughs> the right way and I can say directly because I don't have much vocabulary so <laughs> when I want to say this I can say you know directly so and when it comes to joke uh, English is I think it's more easy to make joke for example in Japan in Japanese I, sometimes I organize English, a Japanese stand-up comedy show so one line joke, one line, one line is very difficult. One line joke is very difficult. The Japanese language, I think, it's uh. kind of difficult to make one line joke because Jimmy Carr style is, you know, of course, you know, you guys know Jimmy Carr. Mm. So yeah, in Japanese, it's very difficult to do that. Yeah, I think mm. so. And in English, uh, it's more easy to make a joke. Yeah. So you said you did like um, stand-up comedy for Japanese people. So they're they're doing stand up but in japanese is that is that yeah, what you sometimes, mean yeah before 
before this pandemic, I、mm. open a Japanese comedy show once or two times a month. Yeah. And you said it's a lot harder to do stand up comedy、um, in Japanese than it is in English. Yeah. First of all, humor is a little bit different because、uh, Japanese. Ninety-eight percent of populations are, of course, you guys already know. <laughs> Most of people are Japanese. We don't care about the religion and、um, nationality because all Japanese. We, usually, we talk about observational jokes, slapsticks, wordplay.、Uh, we don't have a culture make fun of politics, controversial issues compared to the Western, you know, comedy comedian. So I really love make fun of politics or、uh, kind of dark humor and controversial things. But、uh, Japanese people,、uh, some people don't like that kind of jokes, and then they take it very seriously.、Mm. That's why I have to really care when I talk about some controversial issues.、Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember talking to my students, and none of them really like talking about politics. I noticed because、mm-hmm. I think that they don't really like to talk about such serious issues,、um, mm-hmm. like, like like you were saying.、Um, but yeah, so another thing I, I noticed in your your YouTube channel is you do talk a lot about、uh, sexual stuff in Japan, which is which I found really interesting. You had、uh, some some guests on, some sex experts. And, uh, <laughs> so I checked some of your videos out, and yeah, there was a really good one of、uh, talking about like the different kinds of sex establishments in Japan. Yeah, and being foreign, I mean, a lot of foreigners are very interested in that、mm. industry because it's very unique,、yeah. especially to maybe not just Japan, maybe like some Asian countries, like I think Korea and、uh, Taiwan, maybe、yeah. China. There's a lot of kind of、uh, sex establishments. Uh, for example,、uh, like hostess hostess bars, for example, yeah, 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 are, yeah. are very kind of quite popular in in Asia. So I kind of wanted to to talk about those things. Burke, have you had any experience in any of these sex establishments? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, that's why you guys came to Japan. <laughs> Partly, <laughs> finally, fin- finally, the truth is out there. <laughs> I, I watched some of his of、uh, Mishida. I watched some of your videos too, and and I, I'm interested to hear you、uh, explain about each of the different levels. But I was looking at the different levels, and I've realized that,、uh, in fact, I have not.、Uh, it's kind of weird. I, I'm always been a little bit、uh, uncomfortable or maybe uneasy about the, the to be quite honest. And、uh, so I think. Maybe、uh, there's like eight levels or something. I can't remember. You can、uh, describe later. But I think I've、uh, only been to maybe the very bottom two levels that you were talking about, which actually hostess, goddess bar, just talk. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think there was one time I went to the third level, but I didn't even know it was the third level, <laughs> and.、Uh, <laughs> I was just trying to take out some、uh, business clients, and、uh, we went into this place, and then we came out, and、uh, I was like, "Oh, you know, what were you guys doing? Did you guys have a good conversation?" And then they started talking with them about what they were doing in there, and I was、yeah. like, "Man, I didn't know you guys could, could do that there and stuff." What, what did you do? <laughs> well, they were they were saying that、uh, you know they could start to touch and feel, and、uh, I mean it was definitely beyond just talking. So yeah, can you describe the different levels? I mean, you have a very detailed explanation about what the different levels、uh, are.、Right? Yeah. Well, first of all, you guys are living in Sapporo, 
Yeah. That probably is one of the most very famous uh, places. There are many sex, sexual establishments here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, first level is a girl's bar and hostess. We call it kabakura. Uh, just talk. And the next level is oppai pub and sexual kabakura. Sexual kabakura is like a kind of like a second level of the kabakura hostess. You can touch, kiss, and so. And then oppai pub is a uh, oppai means boobs. Literally means boobs cafe, boobs bar. (laughs) (laughs) And then we can touch boobs. And of course, girls show their boobs and then customers can touch. Weird because because when I went to there with my boss, (laughs) when I went to Sapporo for my business trip, my boss was so drunk and then he took me there uh, up my path. And then next to my boss, I touched blue <laughs> and then about your business. Oh, it's good, you know. <laughs> and then usually, uh, we call it like hustle time. It depends on places, but in Tokyo, we call it like hustle time. During hustle time, suddenly music uh, loudly, then mirror ball and become dark, and then mirror ball started, you know, round started, and then we can suck boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe once, uh, 15 minutes, uh, 15 to 30 minutes, uh, girls, girl changed. Or we can enjoy new boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, uh, weren't the uh, Opai pubs, I think you made a video about it, they were actually a big problem recently. Yeah. <laughs> in Sapporo, right? What, did, what? did you then do that? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. But my friend in Taiwan sent me like the uh, picture of a headline in uh, that was in Taiwan, and he was like, "Does this is this really happening uh, in Sapporo and Suskino? Is this the reason why they're having you know the outbreak uh, of the coronavirus or COVID cases? Is because yeah. of the Opai uh, places? Because he could only read the the uh, Chinese headline, and it was saying." Yeah, it was some kind of like boob something was leading to all the infections. And I was like, I, I didn't know that. Like, they're obviously not giving that much detail in the regular news in Japan. But in Japan, we don't, our, our news said, don't, we don't say oppai, but we just say hostess. Yeah. yeah. But actually, uh, it's a oppai pub. And then we call it the uh, nipple outbreaks. <laughs> <laughs> Nipple outbreak. Yeah, Yeah, because uh, it's not good, you know, disinfect women's nipples and then, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you give a lot of detail about why that's not good. (laughs) Condition and everything. So that is considered uh, level level two in your your scale. I think three, you were saying? That's a little... Uh, Maybe it's... My, my first level is a girl's bar, to be honest. Girl's bar. Because just talking. Guys talking. It's a girl's a bartender. I mean, just talk, maybe sexual talk, and talk about sex or something, a relationship. And the hostess, it's a woman, a woman uh, sit next to you. Then there's a second. Third level is maybe uh, Opai Pub and sexual character. And next level is, uh, I think, uh, delivery house. Why do they call it health? Because sexual health. Oh, <laughs> sexual health. I don't know why, but uh, it's good for health, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because now our law uh, changed before, maybe 10 years, 20 years ago. Uh, now we can't make a sexual establishment. 
new sexual establishments, but it's allowed to start business, delivery house. It's a maybe in Western country, you guys call it call girls, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. call girls. Yeah. There are many uh, websites and then you can pick up girls and then call, you know, uh, and then she can, she come. But actually it's prohibited from having real sex because in Japan, our law say, uh, except for penetration, real sex, uh, they can provide any services. That's why there are many, right? There are many kinds of sexual establishments. It's very easy to do business, delivery health business. <laughs> there are many startups. <laughs> but, but you said that um, they can't have penetra- penetrative sex, right? But they kind of do though don't they yeah yeah it's yeah. sometimes sometimes girls ask more money mm. like chips you know more three thousand yen four thousand yen mm. because we don't know <laughs> right right what they, do they do yeah mm. Yeah, we we had somebody on uh, the podcast before who was saying for a short while uh, he was actually working uh, as a driver for those girls. Uh, And for him, he kind of sounded like he was nervous a lot being the driver because, you know, you don't taking these girls, these places, you just have to trust that they're going to be safe with the uh, the customers and everything. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was it was kind of interesting to hear him talk about it. But and then what's beyond delivery help? Uh, still sorry. Sorry, yeah. I forgot. Uh, yeah. Not the delivery house. Before Pink Salon. Pink Salon. Pink okay. Salon. It maybe I can say blowjob restaurant. DJ <laughs> 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 uh, bar. <laughs> here, girls provide blowjobs. Uh, Pink Salon provides sexual services, which is why they need to have a shower and a private room. It's a law. But most Pink Salon open as restaurants. <laughs> Actually, it's illegal. But uh. <laughs> are they quite frequent in Tokyo? Because I I've, don't think I've ever seen one in Sapporo before. No, no, no. There are many pink sounds yeah. <laughs> in Sapporo. Really? These have a pink sound. Because uh. sometimes we don't know. It's a pink sound, our Kabakura, our hostel, you know, we, we can judge. Maybe. Mm. Especially for foreigners, it's difficult to. Uh, no, it's pink salon or kebakula. So, but there are many pink salons in big cities. Mm. Yeah. Do you know a lot about the uh, system in Saskino? Because as foreigners, it's kind of like Ben was saying. You know, foreigners don't know uh, too much about the places or the system. But there's kind of like the uh, shokai mise or something. Ah, uh, Annaijo. Yeah, Annaijo, and then uh, and then. I mean, how exactly does it work? You go to one of those places and then they know specifically which type of, I mean, because in those places, it's just like a big room with a lot of pictures. Mm -hmm. And then from there, they take the customers to the different establishments. Mm -hmm. And I guess, I guess they're the ones who know which place is like pink salon or which place is just uh, girls, well, girls bar, everybody knows, but uh, I mean, do they know or how does it work? Yeah, exactly? yeah, actually they know, but actually now most of the people just Google it, Pink Salon Sapporo. Google <laughs> 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 no, Google it, there are many. <laughs> Google yeah. is the ult- ultimate online Joe is Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Pink Salon and then, uh, and then it was uh, Delivery Health. And then how about beyond that? Actually, Delivery Health and Fashion health and 
is the same level. Okay. Basically, fashion house is uh, it's it's not a delivery. It's a, they have a traces. Uh, how can I say that? Uh, traces or mm, store. You mean yeah? So, so it's like a like a brothel. A brothel. No yeah. Fashion mm. house is known for having its own spaces, and customers can choose their favorite costume or role play situation. <laughs> For example, a cheating housewife, <laughs> a medical examination, and role playing sexual harassment in a crowded train. <laughs> oh, so so these girls they have to be pretty good actors as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. That sounds amazing. Or <laughs> uh, maybe I can say practicing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you can you complain about the acting and say it wasn't very good or authentic? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> yeah. That's what can do, but yeah. So that's fashion health, okay? Fashion health, because there are many uh, kind of situation uh, you can just fashion play. <laughs> so, so these fashion health places as well are very common in um, big cities. You can find them. Anywhere, if you try hard enough. For example, uh, your place, Sapporo, uh, uh, Kabukicho. Uh, so yeah. Mm. Need to uh, need to Google more. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the very top level, I guess, right, or the last level. Uh, we call it Sopland. Fortunately, I've never been to Soapland, so I don't know too much about it. But wow. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I heard it's quite hard for foreigners to get into Soapland, or it's hard for foreigners to be accepted, especially in in uh, Sapporo, I think. Yeah. Tokyo might be a little bit different. Yeah, because uh, some places now it's uh, accept foreigners, but most of Soapland still, uh, it's uh, just for Japanese people because wrong age program, and of course, uh, staff, uh, sopran's uh, staffs, manager have to care about uh, Japanese women's vagina because foreign dicks are so big. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> if they accept foreign guys, their, their vagina, you know, get you know, getting bigger and bigger, and it's not good for Japanese men. <laughs> 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 That's a serious reason. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to know because when I first came to Sapporo, wait 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Ben Ben, you uh you asked me the question. I got to ask okay. you a question back. <laughs> okay. like, yeah, which uh which which level have you been to? And actually, hearing the description now, I think I've probably only been to level one or level two. But uh, yeah, Ben, how about you? I've uh, yeah. I've <laughs> oh, Ben. <laughs> I've definitely been to level one, which is like a girls' bar, but it was yeah. more of like a sports bar, and yeah, the yeah, girls yeah, yeah. were dressed up in yeah. on those short shorts and tight tight tops, uh, but they didn't really speak to us. Like that was kind yeah, of yeah, d- yeah. a disappointing thing, yeah. even though it was a girls' bar. Yeah. Um, I've actually I got taken to level three before, which yeah. uh, in Sapporo we call Kabakura, yeah. where you can kind of touch boobs yeah, and, yeah. you know, touch their skin and stuff. And the lights go out, um, kind of similar to the, the Opai pub where yeah, you yeah, can, yeah, like, yeah. grab because their boobs for 15 minutes. In Sapporo, even like they say Kabakura, but they provide more service than Tokyo. Like, mm, like, uh, yeah. You can touch boobs and yeah, 
So, well, yeah, I, I remember I going there. I, I got taken there um, with my Japanese friends because I think they wouldn't let foreigners in. But because I kind of look mm. Asian enough or Japanese enough, they uh, they didn't they didn't notice I wasn't Japanese. But I remember like my friend, my Japanese friend was really drunk, and mm. he was you know he was getting quite busy with some of the girls, mm. and he would just yeah just suck their nipples basically. But he said <laughs> there was. There was one girl, and um, her boobs tasted of uh, edamame. <laughs> because maybe the before the man ate edamame, then suck boobs, and then uh... exactly, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, so well, I'm glad I didn't do that then. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, for me, uh, me level three, I would say, Burke. That's the the furthest I've been. All right, and, and then and then you were saying uh, that when you first came to Sapporo. Oh yeah, so when yeah. I when I first came to Sapporo, um, my boss at one of the companies I worked for, mm. he uh, he he actually invited me to go to to Soapland because I didn't know anything about it, and I was kind of intrigued, and I asked him about it, and he said, "Oh, you know, I'll take you," mm. and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll go." You know, I was new into Japan, didn't have a girlfriend or anything. Um, but then he, you know, just our schedules didn't work out and he never ended up taking me, but he said, he told me that mm. 80% of Jap- about 80% of Japanese men go to Soapland. Mm. So I'm just wondering, is that figure true or is it not? Actually, I read the article, it say 40, it's not only Soapland, it's like a sexual establishment, maybe 40% Japanese men have experience to go there. I read the article, mm. but... I'm not sure. Yeah. Because recently, young Japanese people are not interested in those kind of... <laughs> because we have a sexless program, so... <laughs> the, uh, what do you call the, the herbivore men, right? The uh, yeah. had, What's the herbivore men again in, in Japanese? Sorry? Shōsokukei danshi? Ah, shōsokukei danshi. Shōsokukei danshi, yeah. Yeah, shōsokukei danshi, yeah. Mm. Yes. So, what is the question? Sorry. <laughs> do do a lot of Japanese men use a soap plant or these sexual sex uh, services? So, when it comes to you know my friends, same like forty percent, forty or fifty percent of my friends uh, have experience to go there, but half of my friends hate that kind of places. Yeah. Mm. Why? What? Uh, why do they hate the places? Just uh, they're uncomfortable, or because like uh, they're thinking about the people who work there, or the uh, money? It's expensive. Or? It's expensive, and they really care about of sexual disease, and yeah. Mm. But mm. I'm not sure because they say maybe they only say you know they 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 have never been there, but I don't know. <laughs> <It's true laughs> <enough. Yeah. laughs> I mean, uh, like I, I feel it's a bit of a, like Burke said before, we, you know, in Western countries, it's mm. kind of like a seedy thing to do. People don't really openly talk about going mm. to those places. Mm. But I feel like in Japan, it's a bit more open. People yeah, are a bit more open more to open. going to those yeah, things. Because yeah, yeah. my Japanese friends, they openly say, oh, I went to, I went to Soplan the other day and, you know, mm. had, had got laid. Um, very casually, like it was like nothing. And I don't yeah. know if I could kind of say that to my friends in England if, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if I went to like a prostitute or something like that. 
Yeah, because even a lot of like celebrities, like especially comedians, Japanese comedians, even like a golden time TV show, sometimes, <laughs> oh, I went to Sopran yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's kind of very normal things. Yeah. It, when we go drinking, you know, and then it's very open. But of course, just among men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I think also like uh, because of like Tanshin Funin guys living in other cities and stuff, like it's mm-hmm. it's much easier to spend uh, you know late night out at a place like that and stuff. But I mean, all your videos are on YouTube are done really well and they're really funny, uh, even though they do talk about you know some of these kind of serious topics. Also, the women that work there, I think uh, I can't remember. The statistic you gave, what was it, like 300,000 people or women or something pretty high have uh, worked in some kind of uh, one of these jobs in that industry. What kind of reasons do the women work in those industries? Uh, now, it is, say, many Japanese uh, college students uh, start working as a kind of uh, in the sex industry. Yeah, because uh, of course, in in same as US, maybe most of Japanese students uh, lend their money, like uh, get a debt, debt, and then go to university. And some women really care about that. So actually, their family is poor, and they have to uh, make a living by by themselves. So, but they don't. They don't want to, how can I say, uh, much time. How can I say in English? <clears throat> Spend their time to work because they have to study. So they start working as a prostitute or in that in sex industry because it's easy to get money. And then they can work just two or three hours and then they can get money. So they can, they can, they can enjoy university days. Yeah, like I think even uh, like as hostesses where maybe there's not really any sexual work involved, they get, sounds like some of them can get paid uh, quite well uh, just by working there for maybe a year or half a year or two years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because I think like in the U.S. especially, or maybe it's the same like in other overseas countries, mm-hmm. a lot of women that might unfortunately work in those industries uh, maybe they had some kind of bad uh, experience growing up or some kind of history. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how it is in Japan because I haven't really ever sat down. And yeah, talked. yeah, same, same. You know, those kind of are also working in you know, sex industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but is it also even women who don't really have some kind of, you know, psychological or emotional issue? Is it just regular people sometimes also, do you think, are working in that industry in Japan? Regular people, yeah. Yeah, because uh, to be honest, my my female friend, she's a uh, just uh, office lady weekdays, but weekend she she's working in sex industry as a prostitute. Mm, yeah, wow. actually, the I read the article, thirty or forty percent uh, prostitutes are working uh, work there as a second job. Wow, daytime usually they work as a receptionist, our office work. Then weekend, uh, just weekend, they, they work. Yeah, that's right. You were also saying too, because like single mothers or just women in general in Japan, sometimes yeah. their salary is much lower. So yeah, yeah, just yeah. 
they want to work a second job. So mm. maybe that, uh, unfortunately, is one of the only options available. Yeah. So yeah, but recently, many uh, Japanese women applied to sex uh, establishment, and then now there are high competition, and so some women they want to work. As a prostitute, but they can't because sex establishment can't accept them. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so the qual- quality is getting better then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm. we have a thousand of sex establishments, so mm. they can work, but it's very low price, low salary prices. Yeah. Mm. So they can get money. Yeah. Even they provide their body, and but they can get money. But some women, even though. Some women uh, work as a prostitute. I, I wanted to um, talk about like hostess clubs. I've never actually been before, but yeah. I know they're quite expensive. Like, you know, they can start yeah. from Ichiman yen per person, like starting from, right? But they can go up to thousands of dollars depending on what you drink. Um, yeah. But I, I always wondered, like, you know, they're very popular in Japan, Korea, and like Asian countries. Yeah. I just I was curious to to ask like why do you think they're so popular in Japan because we don't have those in in England. Mm. Yeah, first of all, actually, uh, I don't like that kind of prices because I'm still still not so young but young. I'm thirty one years old, so I don't need to go there because it's it's better to hang out with my female friends or just like uh, go there, but. Uh, for middle-aged men, it's good. It's a very good opportunity to talk about sex, sexual things, and with their coworkers, sometimes go there and talk about uh, their real side or sex life and funny way. One of the reasons, like for uh, middle-aged men, they don't have much opportunity to uh, talk with young, talk to young girls in the company. They are kind of bosses so they have to care about what they say but in that places they can talk more openly so they can relieve their stress and then yeah mm. Mm. so more Does kind it? of middle-aged people or men yeah but now in japan uh middle-aged women's kawakura middle of kawakura <laughs> hostess is very popular and then young people go there <laughs> middle so, so what is that and we call it Jukujo Kawakura. Jukujo means uh, middle-aged women, uh, 30, 40, 50. Yeah. And what, uh, what age group men are going to those? Middle-aged men or younger course, men? Middle-aged too? men also go there, but young, young people, young men also go there and then yeah, talk. Really? <laughs> why, why are they uh, more popular? Is it because the women are more experienced at how to, you know, be a good, uh, a good entertainment for the men, good conversation and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have more experience and yeah. Burke, I was wondering um, with your businesses that you worked for, because a lot of uh, companies kind of take clients to hostess clubs to, to entertain them. So I was wondering if uh, if you had to do that or tag along to any of these places to entertain clients. Yeah, I kind of talked about it sometimes before, but we had uh, in some of the companies, different companies that I worked at, there were guys that were very experienced uh, where they could take people 
not just in Sapporo, but like in different uh, cities throughout Japan, like different guys in each of the cities knew some of the good uh, hostess clubs or Kabakura or like, uh, especially, you know, the guys from overseas, most of them usually were married and stuff, even if they were younger or older. So they didn't, you know, want anything too sleazy or shady, but they did want to have a good time uh, meeting Japanese girls. And so uh, the thing that they would enjoy the most would uh, to go to kind of like snack bars that were a little bit more than just snack bars, but it was like, you know, uh, really beautiful or entertaining girls that they could sing karaoke, you know, karaoke with for like a few hours or something. To be honest, I didn't have to, I didn't have to tag along too often because it was usually pretty tiring. And to be honest, like the Japanese guys didn't always enjoy it either because the foreign guys would just love it and they'd have to like make sure they were having a good time and stuff. Mm. I mean, some of the some of the Japanese workers definitely did like it because they were regular customers of those places too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, kind of like I was saying before. Um, not even just for the foreign clients, but a lot of the guys who were like kind of transferred away from their families, um, you know, they didn't have anything to go home to. And it was kind of actually sad a little bit because, you know, they couldn't be with their families for, you know, half a year, a few months or whatever. So, you know, all they would do at night is have to go out and eat somewhere. And then after that, you know, they would kind of uh, develop a good relationship at a certain hostess uh, bar at a good snack bar or whatever, and kind of uh, get to know these people, these women that would, you know, become their regular customers and they would take really good care of them and stuff like that. So it's definitely a deep part of the business culture in Japan, I would think, that side of it. Not just the very, you know, sex aspect of it, but just like the companionship Mm. for these guys living away from their families and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I I read this article today when I was uh, researching for the episode and um, this article was giving like reasons of why... um, hostess bars were so important for businesses in Asia. And uh, one uh, writer said you, they use um, hostess bars to judge uh, a customer, a client, or a potential business partner's um, communication skills <laughs> by, <laughs> by how they're conversing really? with females. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> this was... <laughs> This was in China, apparently. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the quote was, uh, "There's no better way to understand a founder than by looking at what bonding method this person uses." <laughs> I'm not sure it's supposed to be. <laughs> it was, actually, it was in Bloomberg, so I'm guessing it's not supposed to be funny either. <laughs> Pretty serious, yeah. 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 yeah, what do you think about that, uh, Mishida? Do, do you uh, agree with that for uh, for Japanese people? Do they use that to judge uh, how the, how well they communicate? <laughs> Maybe some companies, <laughs> I think so. Uh, but actually, I worked at internet company, yeah. so we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, um, some of my friends uh, go to go to the Kawakura with clients and uh, yeah, for enjoy talking and for business. Yeah, some people use uh, Kawakura like a, like a strong mm. relationship and enjoy uh, talking, not be a friend, but to be a good business partner. Because usually 
Japanese business person to pride, it's very difficult to know the real side, mm-hmm. so especially on business. So they go drinking and then go to Kabakura and talk more kind of open talk. And then the relationship uh, get more strong, stronger. So that's why some businessmen use Kabakura for that reason. How about, uh, can I ask you a little bit more detail about your kind of comedy career and stuff? Uh, like, are you still doing stand-up also, or are you just focused on the YouTube videos, which are really great, by the way? Uh, uh, but yeah. I just have a 1,300 subscribers. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> that, about that, that number. That's yeah. just, just, you know, um, just listen to me, because listen to me, I changed my strategy, started introducing Japanese sexual culture. Then I have been getting more subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of perverts out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But before I focused on uh, stand up, and after you know I came back to Tokyo from the from the UK, I started organizing English stand up comedy show in Tokyo to foreign tourists. I I've done almost three hundred uh, times uh, my solo show. Wow! But it's not the big show. Audience are just were just ten to twelve, uh, ten to twenty. How was it performing in the UK? Was it a was it a tough crowd to uh, to impress? Because I know the the English people are quite hard to get laughs sometimes. Mm, at that time, I was the only Japanese man there, <laughs> and I felt like uh, it's very easy to make people laugh. Oh, nice! So you you didn't you didn't you never bombed? Of course, some stages, but almost every night I went to comedy bar, open mic, and try out new jokes and my jokes. Some sometimes it's not work. It wasn't work, but um, but most of the time, most of the shows I really enjoyed. First, I went to Edinburgh Fringe. So, and luckily, uh, I met the one British comedian. Um, he organized his solo show and late night comedy show, uh, late show, and I helped his writer, his so, his solo shows writer, and then he gave me a ten minute spot on the late show. And he, he is a very kind, and every night before and after comedy show, he gave me advice and check my script. And I stayed there almost like whole months in August. And every night I, <clears throat> I took a lesson hour training uh, from him. So then I learned a lot of things and I, I could make a 15 minute script. Yeah. Then I went to the UK, London and almost every night, <clears throat> I perform, but I already have a reliable script. So basically, uh, when I perform, I always try just one new joke, and except for just new joke, as a reliable joke. So it's easy. Mm-hmm. Even my first new joke was not work, but other other joke is all my reliable joke, and then it's easy to make people laugh. And yeah. Do you have uh, Do you have any uh, any anything planned for the for the coming future? Uh, the reason why, after when I came back to Tokyo from the UK, I, I started comedy show in Tokyo uh, because of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So I, I really wanted to host a big show uh, during the Olympic seasons. That's why I decided to stay in Tokyo and uh, host uh, my solo show. And introduce, because my show, I introduced Japanese culture. And good thing is like, uh, I can... The same joke every night. 
<laughs> That's great, you know. Tourists just, you know, stay here like one week and then, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's good business, actually. <laughs> and then hopefully well, uh, next year is the, the, the real sure. Olympics, hopefully. But, but it depends on the situation of the corona right. pandemic, coronavirus. Mm. But one thing I forgot to say, very important thing I have to share. So Soplant, I say, maybe you already know, uh, we can have real sex, but you remember our role? prohibited, you know, real sex services. So why do they have sex? Why do they have sex at soap plant when it's prohibited? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Trying to remember. (laughs) (laughs) Soap plant, usually uh, in the room, they have a bus. It's like a bus house, (laughs) they Uh, say. uh. And then women help, help men to wash their body. But why... That women uh, help wash their body, they fall in love, and then having sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's a natural rap. It's not a prostitute, guy. You can go there. <laughs> if you don't have a girlfriend, I think it's best place to find a love. <laughs> ah, so so that that's why it's called soap plan because they yeah, go yeah, yeah, and then yeah, a yeah. woman bathes them and washes the guy with soap obviously or bubble bath and then they like you said they fall in love yeah but before it is for turkey bath turkey bath like turkish bath turkish bath yeah but Mm. uh one uh exchange student from turkey complain about it (laughs) 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 yeah we change it. <laughs> <laughs> so the quickest way to fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> so bland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ishida, uh, you've been a great guest. Um, I've been very happy to, to meet you. And I'm so happy that you agreed to come on the show as well. Um, and Thank I'm, you. And I'm really uh, pleased that I got to, to see your YouTube channel. And I recommend that to, to everyone that's interested in, especially yeah, the, the sex industry in Japan. Uh, thank you very much. And then sorry for my English skills. <laughs> <laughs> no, was, and you mean I have been studying English 15 years. This is my English. <laughs> it's a lot better than most. It's a lot better than most Japanese people. <laughs> but every day I'm studying and practicing. So maybe That's next great. year. Yeah, yeah ho- hopefully uh, you can come on again, Meshida, and talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. Uh, some yeah. other sexual stuff, especially once you get your, your late night hentai show going. Yeah, yeah, please. When you when you guys come to Tokyo, let me know. Yeah. Oh, I for sure. I suffered. Find love. I have a lot of places like foreigners, so I know the good friends. All right, Meshida. Thanks for coming, and uh, yeah. ho- hope to see you soon. Take care. Yeah, thank you very much. See you.